Hello, and welcome to another episode of What's on the Pile. I'm Nathan Besner, and joining me is Shane Lee. Hey. Jane Belcastro. Hello. Matt Wagner. It's Wagner. Jenner. Jenner. And my daughter Amelia is joining us again. Everybody welcome say hi back. to Amelia. Hey, Amelia. <laughs> yeah, hey, Amelia. Amelia. All right. Tonight we'll be stepping. The only true critic among us. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we'll be stepping into the world of The House, a stop-motion animated anthology film on Netflix that tells three tales, all sur surrounding the architecturally same building. But first, we're going to be talking about stop-motion in general, uh, starting with our question of the week. What is your favorite stop-motion animated film? Now, we're we are going to talk about uh, stop-motion in live-action films. So we will be talking about Ray Harryhausen, Phil Tippett, Stan Winston, and everybody. Yeah. But... Um, for now, we're we're gonna focus on stop motion animated films like uh, from uh, Ardman Animation or Leica. Uh, mm -hmm. So let's uh, go for it. Let's let's hear your your thoughts. Who wants to go first? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Go ahead first. Wow. Okay. Uh, the uh, the ones that jump most directly to mind. It's good that you uh, you mentioned uh, Leica because I had all but forgotten about Paranorman, which is a pity because that's one of my absolute uh, favorites of that particular medium. That's just a really, really terrific movie, especially in 3D, uh, which uh, is a very different experience for stop motion, I think, than uh, for uh, kind of regular live action a lot of the time. The other one that jumps fairly directly to mind, and this is a little bit of an outlier because it's not stop motion in the way that we normally think of it, but it's kind of stop motion adjacent and includes enough of that sort of thing that I, I, I feel it, it probably qualifies, which was the uh, first feature length animated film ever completed in 1926 mm -hmm. was uh, The Adventures of Prince Ahmed, uh, directed, in fact, made almost single handedly by one Lotte Reininger, who was the god king, goddess, queen, what have you, of uh, what, are, what were called silhouette films, which mm -hmm. was sort of a combination of 2D puppetry and stop motion, uh, and kind of extraordinary. The only other uh, director that I can uh, think of who's kind of deliberately, as a pastiche, gone into uh, the silhouette films uh, is a French director named uh, Michel Ocelot, you know, spelled Ocelot. Uh, made two really wonderful films uh, called uh, Princes and Princesses and Tales of the Night, uh, both of which are uh, really terrific. Uh, and it, of course, in that case, it was uh, uh, kind of hand-done silhouettes uh, in the case of the first one and uh, computer-generated silhouettes in the case of the second one, so that doesn't really count. But uh, Reininger, is, uh, in particular, is underappreciated as an absolute pioneer of animation in general, but I think uh, qualifies in this case. Yeah, for more recent silhouette work, you could watch the closing credits of the new Candyman version. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it's not actually stop motion, it's just puppetry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I... Yeah, I, I like uh, I like bringing up Leica because uh, and Paranorman because that's one of my favorites for uh, my Dang, personal that favorite. That movie's so good. I I can't decide I between that and Kubo and the Two Strings, as which is my favorite yeah. that they've Kubo's done. Kubo's great. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I'm I'm actually a big fan of Box Trolls on that one, which I know is a little bit of an outlier, largely for just a couple of jokes within it. 
But Leica is strange because Leica is so technically proficient, I think most people until the closing credits don't realize it's stop motion. They well, just assume it's CGI. I now now wait a minute, because um Cintiq uh you know, Wacom Cintiq screens that uh they use Leica as one of their uh subjects for, you know, like who uses their stuff. And they were obviously doing CGI on the box trolls in the commercial. So I'm not entirely sure how much is... How much is, is CGI and right. how much is stop motion. I will say every time I have thought this has to be CGI, it turned out to be actual stop motion. They are such technical masters of the form. I literally... If they're using CGI, I literally can't tell. They they do use um, some. Uh, I mean, they use computers to assist the imagery in that mm -hmm. uh, they erase wires uh, that are holding up things. Okay. They erase, uh, uh, you know, like small wiring that would have to hold up something that's really suspended, hovering in midair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you have to erase that digitally uh, with the mm -hmm. kind of stuff they're doing. So yeah, so, technically, there's a digital side to yeah. it. Yeah, but Go. what I saw was them manipulating like an eye raise or so you know like eyebrow raise or something on this it was a years ago it's possible it was pre-visualization maybe mm. maybe that's it i don't know or or, or you have just disillusioned us all there, yeah there i don't know there's no, definitely they definitely of, stop motion animate. They definitely do. Mm -hmm. there, okay, there's good. definitely yeah. a bit of a computer footprint in some of their special effects, uh, like not the characters or or the settings necessarily, but uh, like uh, they they're very good at. Uh, smoke, but I think their 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 use of smoke is probably digitally assisted, if not completely digital. Mm -hmm. I imagine a lot of the backgrounds and that sort of thing are probably you know just computer rendering. Yeah, yeah. Um, for my part, um, if I had to pick a single feature length, I would say probably the Corpse Bride. Um, that as Johnny Depp, um, one from a ways back. I actually don't remember the studio. I was trying to look it up. Do we remember who the studio is? Is it just Johnny Depp's studio? No, no, no I think... Or not Johnny Depp. Tim Burton's studio? It was... Um, uh, no, it was a work for hire. I think it wasn't... I believe that was Henry Selleck, was Not Not uh, Corpse Maybe. Bride. That was oh, okay. not Henry Selleck. That was... Uh, it might have been Rick Heinrichs. Oh. No, no that was just hmm. somewhere under the Warner Brothers umbrella, I think. Yeah, it uh, it was definitely it was just, a work for hire animation studio. It may have been Leica for all I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, it was hecka proficient from back in two thousand and five. Um, but I do like I do like some of the classic groups too. I for a while I was trying to to pick up the more famous art house ones like Quay Brothers and Jan Steinkmeier. Um and of course, did you did you get around to uh, watching the Cat with Hands? <laughs> no the cat with hands no you didn't get a chance to see that yeah so creepy. I, it was something i suggested at the end of last time oh, uh, the okay. cat with hands no, was forgot. a Sorry. migration by robert uh robert morgan i don't know too much else he's done but it's a it's a short it's like four minutes long about the length of a song it's just a spooky little story about a thing that lives in a well and uh yeah yeah, it's a remarkably effective, and not the least for because it does stop motion animation with actors. So it's have you seen the stop motion manipulation of actors before? That is one of the most uncanny valley things. Oh, like the Secret encounter. Adventures of Tom Thumb. <laughs> yes, though yeah. I actually never got around to watching that one. It'll make you think you were drunk. I've heard about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Not stoned, mind you. Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> How about you, Shane? Uh, <clears throat> oh, I'm actually a big fan of Charlie Kaufman's Anomalisa, which. Oh, I, I know. I know. We've had some issues on this podcast with you know Charlie Kaufman's sort of doom and gloom uh, worldview. It, it it does have some of that, um, but it's really just about a lonely a lonely man played by David Thewlis, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. trying to connect with people. And uh, I mean, there is a reason it's stop motion. Uh, he sees everybody in the world as identical, so you just see mm-hmm. all these people with, with the same faces. And then there's there's a, a girl named Lisa who sort of breaks him out of that. And of course, it gets really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to mention my, my most memorable stop motion theatrical experience was, um, so there's a drive through around here. It's been around for like 50 years. It's kind of like a local treasure. It's run by this really weird guy who also actually recently is having to step down because of some controversies, but their mm-hmm. marquees and website are really confusing. So we went to go see Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, is that what the second one was called? Fallen uh, Kingdom. Fallen yeah. Kingdom, yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. But it was, there was another movie, too. But because of the scheduling, because of the confusion with the marquee, we thought that was playing first. And then there was this other movie called Early Man that I never heard of. So we got oh, there. that's an Aardman. Yeah, yep. so I didn't know that. What, what that was. I thought that was you know something like The Croods or whatever. So we got there, and we thought we were going to watch Jurassic World, and this other movie started. And we were like, okay, we'll sit through this, whatever this dumb movie is. <laughs> and it ended up being just utterly delightful. It's, it's an Aardman mm-hmm. film. It's, you know, it's a sports movie, by the way, which I didn't know going in. Uh, so you did you did get the joke in the uh, title, right? Early man. It's early Manchester. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I see. I don't really yeah. know soccer, but neither but, do I. That's about but, the only joke I got. But <laughs> I, I like that. You know, it wasn't it was it was Stone Age versus Bronze Age or something like that. It was like an underdog mm-hmm. sports movie, and, and we and I absolutely loved it. And then of course I was excited to see Jurassic World, and it was sort of unbelievable how bad Fallen Kingdom was. Yeah, I like the first one, but wow. Are you planning on seeing the newest one? Uh, at some point, sure, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I walked out of there and, and, and just, you know, I've always loved Ardman, so I, it's not surprising that I would have loved Early Man, but I just remember walking out of that drive-thru, or drive-in, being like, wow, Early Man was great, Fallen Kingdom, what the hell happened there? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of liked Fallen Kingdom just for the whole eat the rich thing, but I don't kid myself, it was a particularly good movie. So, speaking of Ardman, has anyone else seen? Oh, sorry. I I want Mia to talk in about this. What do you think of the second Jurassic World movie where they uh, kill the Brachiosaur? Hmm. (laughs) Like I said, the only true critic among us. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So, speaking of Ardman, has anyone else seen... Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists. <laughs> no. Otherwise known as The Pirates Movie. No. I, I have been meaning okay. to for ages. I actually read the book that it was based on, which was uh, which was a hoot in its own right, not least for the uh, the bibliography of other The Pirates adventures, most of which did not exist uh, mm-hmm. at, uh, at the end of it. So it was a wonderful book. I just never got around to seeing the movie. The movie is really quite good. I mean, you're not going to it for any any particular thrilling um, twists on the plot line, although it is amusing that the basic plot is that the pirates accidentally attack uh, Charles Darwin's ship, <laughs> and he notices that their parrot is actually a dodo, and he wants to take it to uh, England in order to display it for the queen. But the queen hates pirates, and thus hilarity ensues. I know, I want to see it. Yeah, it's actually really pretty fun. 
Uh, and it is in the dollar bin. Dollar bins everywhere because I don't think anyone realized it was an Ardman animation. Or yeah. at least those of us who, who know to look for Ardman. Because it doesn't have Wallace and Gromit on it anywhere. It's in their style, but it looks kind of like dollar bin discount um, animation, which is usually an area you want to stay out of. <laughs> except for this one. This one is good. <laughs> I remember well, thinking that, that was a Christian film because of Veggie Tales. Uh, they did yeah. Pirates too. Bob yeah, and they Larry. And their, their cover, Pirates. their DVD cover was extremely similar, which is very unfortunate. Mm, the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything? Yeah. 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 Anyway, I, I don't like Wallace and Gromit. My brother loved Aww. it. I just don't know why. It just never caught me. But Chicken Run might actually be my favorite. Um, there you go. I, I, that is actually really, really good. I, I enjoy that. It's funny and silly. And yeah, I, for some reason, don't mind that weird bean-shaped mouth on chickens. <laughs> chickens with okay. teeth. I mean, really, you can't go wrong there. I mean, their, their big moneymaker at the moment is the Shaun the Sheep franchise yeah. which is i haven't even seen definitely it. <laughs> it's it's aimed at like four to eight year olds oh. or so though it's it's not awful to watch it's one of those where parents can be amused too but it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty pretty kitty based so maybe not something you'd hunt uh, hunt down anyway M otherwise mia have we shown you chicken run that's the one about oh, the chickens escaping uh the farm because they're gonna get eaten it's based on Stalag 17, so... <laughs> I thought it was The Great Escape. A little bit. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> probably a little bit of both. <laughs> Great movie, either way. I, I love yeah. that mm. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, aren't they doing a sequel with, like, none of the voice cast? I've heard they about it. I, I've, I've heard rumblings about it. I have no idea if that's actually been greenlit or not. Mm. That's one thing to note. It's like, stop motion is not something you ever get half done. You know, you don't, you don't, oh, we'll, we'll shoot the first few scenes and see what it looks like. No, the amount of effort that's necessary means that by the time you actually start shooting, you better be sure you're going to finish this movie. Yeah, no, it's, because... it's either a done deal or somebody's short film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did a stop motion, a uh, couple of oh, little stop motion uh -oh. pieces of garbage back in high school on uh, Super 8. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have many more. They weren't very good. Whatever. It was fun. Hmm. I love, yeah, I like stop motion. I got to do it on one movie project, uh, uh, Seven Minutes Bad Luck, short film I did in high school. Uh, hmm. I animated a, uh, a doll of Callisto from Xena Warrior Princess uh, attacking my friend James with a sword <laughs> and uh, nice. poking him with it, and it was really fun. He shot her with a BB gun, and then she comes back to life. She doesn't have a head and kills him. And it's just that sounds great. so it's... much better than mine. I had I did clay figures, and ah. they just ran oh. around a countertop on whatever. So, so trilogy of terror then. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we talk about some other stop motion animators? Let's talk about some of the famous ones. Uh, Phil Tippett, uh, St mm -hmm. uh, Stan Winston uh, worked with uh, uh, Sneaky Pete Kleinow, uh, who was of Gumby fame. Uh, they they did Terminator together. T technically, Sneaky Pete did uh, did the animation itself on the T on the T eight hundred. He also played steel guitar and is widely known as a steel guitar player with a bunch of famous musicians that that I personally don't really know that much about. But this guy had a wide and varied career. He's, he's very hmm. cool. You should look him up sometime. I mean, did, did he also do RoboCop? 
No. Uh, uh, that was uh, that was Tippett. Yeah. Okay. Because when when you mentioned at, we were doing live at action at two oh nine, yeah, immediately yeah. what I when you mentioned that we were doing live action, immediately what came to mind was Ed two oh nine falling down the stairs and then flailing around like a beetle on his back. <laughs> I, I remember even as a kid thinking that was funny looking, and I need to rewatch that movie. It's been a long time. Yeah. To, uh, to tie together with um, musical artists as well, are any of you familiar with Adam Jones, who did the Animate the stop motion animation for the Tool music video. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, I, I, sure. I had a feeling the Tool was going to come up in this conversation. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I, mean, and I had a feeling yeah. that you were the one who was going to bring it up. Probably, but, uh... yeah. Um, between uh, Sober, which was their, their breakthrough hit on MTV back in the day, as well as Animats, a, a song that I have some familiarity with, um, <laughs> from having done an AMV of it way, way back in the day. Um, they have done some of the creepiest, um, creepiest stop motion animation outside of the Brothers Quay or Jan Sankmeyer. Yeah, so. but I love that. I, what was that one, uh, something about nine or something like that, that. Oh, the one with oh, Elijah Wood? The, the little with, with sack, oh, sack yeah. creature with the staff. Yeah, that stuff was fantastic yeah, and was it was a... reminiscent of, of that tool video. I thought. I thought that was CGI, although I could be wrong. It's oh, been a long time since I've seen nine. I don't remember. It's I, yeah, been I a long time since I saw it, too. I think don't ask me I to remember what I had for lunch today. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, Meyer, uh Alice is uh, one of Amelia's favorite stop-motion animated films. You want to tell us a little bit about that, Amelia? It was kind of creepy. Like... Mm-hmm. Someone exploded, I think, <laughs> at one point. Yeah. But it was good enough to stay up watching it till midnight. Oh, All wow. right. right she on. got to stay up late that night. Yeah. When it's a good recommendation. When, when yeah, when your kid is Very watching nice. Art House, you you just gotta gotta <laughs> let it go. Yeah. If the kid wants to watch Funk Mayor, you let the yeah. kid watch Funk Mayor. Yeah. yeah. If they stop, they're gonna stop of their own accord. Like too much, too much. Very but true. Otherwise, yeah. Uh, how about uh, the Chioto Brothers? Anybody familiar? I still haven't forgiven them particularly for the amazing live sea monkeys. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. the Chioto were the wait were the Chioto Brothers the the killer clowns from outer space? Yeah. Or am I getting yep. them mixed up? Critters. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of a lot of B movie stuff. Um, I like them. I, I like their work. I think it, it has a unique kind of flavor to it. But uh, I, I don't know. I guess I'm alone in that. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I love, I, I love uh, most of their stuff, yeah. I, I have to fully confess, I have a copy of Killer Clowns from Outer Space, but I've never actually seen it. Uh, oh, really? I don't, I don't particularly like clowns in the first place, and obviously Jane is no way. nigh pathologically opposed <laughs> to them. So. No, wow. well, you try getting chased by Shriners at a parade i mean you're gonna oh, be they... scarred for life too i mean they had the little funny cars and they were yeah. taking me down the street it was horrifying <laughs> i will never forget it it's imprinted Jenner, on my brain even, why were they I've chasing you you know what it was is i went out in the street because i saw horses i was three maybe there were there were horses oh. in the parade so I, I jumped out there and all of a sudden these clowns started bearing down on me instead of ducking back into the crowd i went down the street <laughs> it, behind the horses <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Uh, hey. See that. That'll mess you up. It would. It did. Totally. Me. Totally messed me up. I, I, I'm not. A, I'm not afraid of clowns. I just don't like them. <laughs> but I suppose if they're killer clowns from outer space, that's the kind of the point. It's just it's one of those ones that I have mostly because I think I got it for a dollar uh, on Blu-ray, no less. Yay, Dollar Tree! Uh, mm-hmm. I've, just, I've just not not actually gotten around to it. That movie is hilarious, but has one scene that is extremely effective. Uh, All right, wait, wait. Is it the is it the crazy straw and the uh, no. cotton candy cocoons? <laughs> no. Oh, I remember those. I mean, it's a goofy ass movie. No, the uh, the sheriff and the puppetry. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'll try to get it. I'll try to get it. You know, fast tracked over here <laughs> on my own time, of course. On your own time. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me out of that. Uh, I don't know a lot about the Brothers Quay, but we did mention them briefly, and I figure we should actually talk about them uh, as far as stop motion goes. Um, Am I, uh, this is reaching back a while to when I was sort of actively collecting them, but I believe Street of Crocodiles is one of theirs? I believe so, yes. Yeah, that's probably the longest piece of work. They do a lot of, they did a lot of really interesting stuff with found materials, and I think they were also the ones who did the dancing metal filings uh, commercial breaks for MTV with the, like, desiccated doll heads and the little dancing metal filings creeping up to them. That's kind of an obscure reference, but... Well, most of their, most of their work was uh, either short or very short or in advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I recall correctly, they only had one directorial effort, The Piano Tuner of Earthquakes, which is a marvelously evocative title. I have had a, uh, a, a copy of it for ages, but again, I've never actually gotten around to seeing it. Um, yeah. yeah. They, have, they... they are generally spoken of in the same breath as Jan Svankmeyer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a very they have a very mechanistic sort of Rube Goldbergian but with rusted out metal parts aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember if I remember correctly, Street of Crocodiles starts when a man walks in to a a theater, goes up to a strange device on a stage, and after peering at it for a few moments, spits into it, and the 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 stop motion animates the spit going down that hits a series of wires and levers and starts the whole mechanism that raises a stage inside the machine and then the whole story plays out which is all very esoteric and surreal and not really describable in any form of of narration yeah Um, but it's still very neat it's weird to describe svankmeyer as being warmer and more narrative focused than anyone but uh that that's kind of uh that the relationship with the brothers quay there Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, actually, uh, uh, appropriate as kind of sort of a peer of theirs, uh, mostly known for uh, 2D animation, but also did a little bit of stop motion, uh, worth uh, uh, mentioning my uh, ninth favorite director, Valerian Borovchik. Borovchik. Uh, yeah. Mostly known, of course, for uh, for ornate sex films, but uh, also a, a major animation pioneer as well. <laughs> I... We should uh, we should also talk about some of the the Godfathers of of uh, of stop motion, Harryhausen and uh, Willis Will- O'Brien. Willis O'Brien. Yep. Like yeah. I say, Reiniger to a little extent. Mm. Yeah. Willis O'Brien was King Kong. King yeah. Kong. Yes. Thank Lost okay, World good. and yeah. If it was a dinosaur, he animated it. Gertie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I I I when I was growing up, I was a uh, dinosaur movie connoisseur, so. 
stop motion and dinosaurs kind of go hand in hand. And, hey, now uh, you could you could just glue a sail back to an iguana and throw it in a pit. That is true. Journey to <laughs> the center a of the earth. Those too. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's what made me love iguanas. <laughs> no, I'm a I love stop motion. I think it's a beautiful art form, and I love that it's continuing, uh, even though it's it it is considered impractical for all intents mm-hmm. and purposes by Hollywood at this point. Uh, they don't like funding these kind of projects. So I mean, I mean afraid... you know, bless, bless Wes Anderson for keeping it a little bit more toward the mainstream. Yeah, you know, yeah. Isle of yeah. Dogs and uh, mm-hmm. Fabulous Mr. Fox, both of those are, like, way up on my list. Yeah, so. yeah those are excellent. If, if a little stiff in places, but <laughs> specifically the Isle of Dogs, that they take the Japanese formalism to such an extent in that film that everyone is so utterly stiff, it probably saved on their animation. See, I actually <laughs> like that. Part. It I, works. Something... It's a good idea. It just also probably saved them a lot of time. <laughs> probably. <laughs> By not having really demonstrative characters. I'll go I'm trying, with that. To, yeah. trying to think of anybody else we've we've missed because there are a ton uh, of great stop motion a- animators. I mentioned uh, Rick Henricks, uh, Heinrichs, who did uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Beetlejuice. Yeah. Uh, the large oh. march section yeah. there. Oh, I yeah. wanted to talk about that too. I mean, we're shouting out to Will Vinton, um, mm. you know, who is uh, you know kind of the uh, best known for the California Raisins. Uh, oh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, pretty much uh, the uh, one of the major scions of uh, of television uh, claymation, particularly uh, during my own formative years. Mm. And of course, Rankin Bass. Yes, oh, how yes. can we forget Rankin Bass? I did. Uh, I try yeah. to. It's not the holiday season. Yeah, but I love <laughs> yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Watch it every year. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, and, it just made me uncomfortable. It still does. I don't know. And, yeah, I'm surprised yeah. they haven't updated that. <laughs> Have they updated that and made like a CG version that plays instead? Or does it still? do they still play the original every year? They play the original. I think they still play the original. It has, it has been updated. Like there are a million updates. Yeah. Shout Nobody out shout outs also Mad Monster Party. Monster Mad Monster Party. That was what I was going to mention. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I do like the Heat Miser and the, the yeah. Hmm. I'm Mr. Heat Miser. <laughs> <laughs> the songs were good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about those that I found extremely creepy and I don't I can't put my finger on it really. Oh no, they're yeah. extremely creepy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of what we've been talking about sort of falls under the the category, if not the brand name of claymation, except Rankin and Bass. Rankin and Bass were all woodblock animation, yeah. which is gives them a distinct difference. And in retrospect, I don't know how they did that, how they kept the pieces so still and changed out like complete heads and mouthpieces without the thing jumping all over the place. <laughs> uh, but I mean... I guess you you devote well, I mean, that much time to an art form like that. You're well, gonna I mean, talking, you're gonna master it. Yeah, we're t- we're talking about half con- half ton photographic cameras that were probably bolted into the uh, in- into the floor with uh, with nine inch nails. <laughs> oh, I have no doubt they could keep the camera from moving. I'm just stunned they kept the figures from moving. Uh, well, you can see the hair move a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ah. Bass. I mean, I mean Which, that's I mean, kind of the charm though. Of, yeah, you can tell they've mm-hmm. been touched by human hands because it's you know physically impossible to not do that. Yeah. Right. yeah, you get that weird ruffle effect that happens across anything with hair that, yeah. uh, that gets animated in that fashion. I mean, that's like kind of part of... Dogs that, that, in the house. Yeah, I mean, King Kong has that all over the place. That's sort of like yeah. the charm of how King mm-hmm. Kong moves. You see his hair 
you can see that there it's being touched by hands. So mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. a distinct look. Hey, you yeah. know, I know it's not a movie, but we really would be remiss if we didn't mention Robot Chicken. Oh yeah, because yeah. that that's like a whole television show. I mean, yes, it's Long it's somewhat running, cheaply so done, but it you know it's quick and dirty, but it's so nice. I, I I like quick it. and dirty, and so are the jokes. Yes, yeah. they are. It's not for children. <laughs> I saw but... stuff done. I saw a special about one of the animators on that show uh, who had taken a Nintendo Power Glove and repurposed it to be a peripheral so he can make an adjustment and then hit a bunch of buttons and take another picture (laughs) and then make an adjustment and then just do that on his wrist every time. And it's like, wow, somebody found a use for the Power Glove. (laughs) (laughs) I have to ask, did he cut the fingers out so that he could use his physical fingers? No. And get around the clunkiness of the glove? No. Okay. <laughs> Probably should have, though. Probably should have. But to circle back a little bit on, on some stuff that you mentioned earlier, though, it's worth shouting out to movies that were not predominantly uh, stop motion, but uh, had amazing bits of stop motion in there. Uh, the the one that jumps most directly to mind for, I think, most of us lot is uh, the... Uh, the happiness of the Katakuris. <laughs> No, that's a good uh, that's a good example. But that, I was actually I I, I, I was thinking of uh, one of the great shock moments in Evil Dead Two. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm. where the uh, uh, the mother's uh, head turns into the elongated you know neck and uh, stuff. That's like that. <laughs> well, let's not oh, the, forget the the, the, the dancing scene. Dancing, yeah, oh, yes, the dancing scene. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. R- Raimi is a fan of a lot of the same old schoolers that we are in this case, and uh, so made a lot of use of that because he had more time than money. <laughs> and if you have more time than money, stop motion is a very, very viable approach to special effects. See again the happiness of the Katakuris, yeah. where it was a straight-ahead live-action film, except any time they needed a budget, everybody suddenly turned into clay. Hmm. And in this way, a whole group of our heroes turned into clay, picked up the house, and rode a lava flow to safety. <laughs> I mean, so... I mean, realistically, Takashi Miike in that period, uh, I think he chucked out something like 11 movies in 2002. So realistically, he probably mm-hmm. had neither time nor money. He just had absolute fervor. <laughs> yes. He, and amphetamines. <laughs> you know, it makes me think of um, uh, Eagle versus Shark. There's just a little bit of... Mm-hmm. of... Uh, stop motion. It makes me think that you know, they they it felt like a mm-hmm. shortcut too, <laughs> just a little bit. I don't know. It was nice, but yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's a good place to take our break. Uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, we'll be right back. back uh next up we'll be talking about the house a netflix release stop motion animated anthology consisting of three stories part one called and heard within elias spun tells the story of mabel and her down on their luck family being invited to live at a fanciful new house constructed by a famous architect then things get weird the second story <laughs> the second story then lost is truth that can't be won is about an anthropomorphic rat who is trying to flip the house, flip the same house by giving it a modern sheen, only to be in- inundated with bugs. Uh, then things get weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
the third segment <laughs> the third segment is listen again and seek the sun which centers on rosa and her unending quest to clean up the house so that she can rest rent its rooms the only problem being that she's in the middle of a large body of water with no roads then things get weird <laughs> this was an excellent example of stop motion as an art form uh what did you all think of it as a movie uh, 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 oh let's start with amelia yeah. So I really like the second part because it kind yeah. of like I really liked how they like made the mice that really like that had that were extremely interested in the house <laughs> to buy it, and then they in the end they sort of just tore it down and destroyed it, and uh, the little mouse man. I'll just call him little mouse man because I forgot his name. I don't even know if he uh, had a name. Uh, they called him contractor. Oh, contractor. Uh, In the subtitles. He sort of just turned. He just sort of turned into uh, a mouse himself. Well, did you notice though that the extremely interested mice were in the shape of the bugs? Yes, that's the first thing I noticed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So creepy. Oh, super creepy, and and they had the bug eyes. Mm -hmm. So you know. Then they just kind of stole the house. They yeah. did. They, well, we would like to invite our family members. <laughs> they used to live here. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know anything about this movie, except I knew that we were getting Amelia on this episode. So I went in with very different expectations. <laughs> well, I mean, I did offer it up because Jen asked if we could have something more cheerful than last week. So I thought this was the perfect fitting uh... <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of disturbed. Um, the theme to me, the the running theme, were people who needed help being taken advantage of, and that absolutely is one of my new triggers. Um, also, and one of my other, you know, normal triggers is parents failing their children. Um, mm-hmm. That that really bothers me, and I think it probably bothers a lot of people here, whether you're a child mm-hmm. or a parent. <laughs> I think that I first was once segment... a children. <laughs> <laughs> that that first segment scared me in a way that no horror film has done in recent memory. Yeah, uh, yeah. that I, was I, it was uncanny. I, I will like, say yeah. I intensely disliked that first segment. After that first <laughs> segment, I'm like, what the hell am I in for? That first segment has a very sort of classical, you know, middle European fairy tale darkness to it. Uh, a very minimalist sort of animation style to it. I mean, not just in that they have crammed all the features of everyone's faces to the very center of yeah. their face. Yep. Yeah. So that they're <laughs> occupying about a quarter of the normal space a face does but they still manage to get all the subtlety and nuance out of every one of those faces you could absolutely feel the disappointment and um condescension from the family when that came visiting in that first one. Oh yeah and yeah despite the fact that their mouths looked like no bigger than a pinhead <laughs> the entirety I, I, of it I well, it's a, wonder- it, it, it's, <laughs> it's a wonderful thing about stop motion in general especially the kind of heavily stylized uh, stuff like this that uh, i noticed or, or that occurred to me was when we were watching this, uh, the first segment last night, is it is so far away from the Uncanny Valley. 
mm-hmm. that we accept the verisimilitude of the world that we have been thrust into completely and without question, uh, mm-hmm. you know, counterintuitively. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it, it maintains its own sort of distinct alternate reality, and it, it, it's completely believable. I never thought for a second, you know, this, you know, uh, you know somebody's manipulating you know, all of these figures. Now, was I the only one who had seen this previously? I think so. We did Believe not see so. it. It, oh, was, it had been on our list forever. Yeah. I mean, so, I've been begging to watch it. So yeah, I came to this uh, because we reviewed the trailer on on Bastards, mm-hmm. and I came into it expecting something very different because I didn't realize from the trailer that it was an anthology, and I thought all three of these different animation styles existed within the same house. And I thought maybe like the the main living space was going to be occupied by the human figures, and the mouse characters were going to be in like a basement, and the third one for some reason I thought would be up in, with the cats. I thought was going to be up in the attic for some reason, which would have given a very I don't know upstairs downstairs feel to it. <laughs> I but, I think um, I may have gotten the same impression from the trailer uh, initially. Uh, but uh, you know that I was pretty promptly disabused of that uh, when uh, you know descriptions of it as an anthology you know came ashore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. even so, that would have been a very interesting approach in its own right, and somebody should yeah. do something like that at some point. It yeah. just it turned out it wasn't this movie. <laughs> yeah. So out of the three, what was everyone's favorites? Uh, second one, probably. Second same, one? same for me. Number two. First um... one. I think it was the first one, um, even though I felt just so because very it's bad, so but, alarming. <laughs> but that, but that baby was so yeah. cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isabel. <laughs> Isabel was a champ. She yeah. was a champ. It was the whole thing reminded me of Lemony Snicket. Mm-hmm. You know how yeah, the baby on there was just yeah. learning to talk, and they were completely abandoned by all the adults in their lives, and mm-hmm. you know it's the same sort of desperation uh, and worry for these children, but. They're smart and kind of get by. Mm -hmm. And And at the the same time, uh, as much as anything else, further evidence that either Mia Goth uh, or her agents uh, have absolutely sterling taste in genre properties. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She, she of course, provided the voice of Mabel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did any of you notice how that baby mouse was named Isabel? In the yeah, I noticed that. No, I did not. I think I think it's only mentioned like once, but yeah, because I watched the subtitles. So uh, no, I, th- I think yeah, we missed I that. Be- I think we missed that because uh, we were giggling too hard because it actually looked like a baby mouse, which like is... a little yeah. baby mouse, yeah. like what you'd feed to a snake. I mean, it was so funny. Yeah. So mice are kind of horrifying. Yeah. yeah, they are. And then and then the child mouse, you know, with the ice cream, just ice cream smearing mouse. it. I mean, I just wanted to snatch that child bald headed. Yeah. Did anyone notice in the first movie or the first segment on the dinner table there was a rabbit? And it yeah, was a the, full rabbit with the head and the ears roasted on the table. Oh, you could see yeah, all I the details that. of the head. Yeah, I did not. See the that. dad ate it. Yeah, the dad was, was like, it did. was disturbing. I also liked the the one detail I liked about those horrible, horrible faces was the uh, the splotchy skin, which I think much must mm. have been intentional because it sort of gets the the feel of the you know these you know living in the past times and not having all this the greatest nutrition stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it just mm-hmm. made it also all the more gross and horrible to look at those faces. I, it was. I, I had a hard time with that segment. I, I do acknowledge it was very effective. Uh, 
It was very scary and well done, but it was just hard for me to sit through. Yeah. Yeah. The dad oh, yeah. scared me. Well, the, the dad, dad was scary. Yeah. No, no, it's he, like, was giggling when their house fell down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was like, super creepy. M- Mr. Van yeah. Schoenbeek has a very uh, sort of fey bargain quality about uh, uh, about the way he's presented just in general. How about when his eyes were the windows of a house and they mm. glowed and then yeah. they blinked yeah. and it was like, ah! Yeah, I know, you, you were just saying, oh, no. Giant... oh no, no. No, no, <laughs> no. Okay, no. What, what about the... Uh... What about the moment <clears throat> when the giant version of him loomed out of the darkness behind the, uh, uh, the people guy who was conducting all the business Thomas, with the family? Thomas. Yeah. The poor, yeah. the poor yeah. actor. That, <laughs> Mr. Thomas yeah, that we get that final scary. moment of revelation. Yeah. Yes. Mr. Thomas. Just an actor. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps changing it on me. There aren't any stairs anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a wonderfully surrealist sort of tragedy they told there yeah. and it has a very classical fairy tale feel to it and i dug that because classical so. fairy tales will f you up yeah, yeah it, it, it was it sort always... of like the parents greed uh, you know or not greed but i mean they had everything they had everything and when those relatives came mm-hmm. in and said you know you have nothing is this is garbage mm-hmm. and it's ugly and we're packed in here like sardines i mean the father took it as law which is sad well, I, I think it's, children. I, I think like it's telling that uh, that a lot of the upholstery, particularly the curtains that the mother was working on, uh, were green. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a story about envy. Yeah, to yeah. some degree, um, it's a story about about jealousy and materialism. And the second one, I think, the second story is just about facades, and because that's what we kind of discover in the same way that, that he flipped the house, but he did it in a horribly incompetent manner <laughs> take the old stuff out you put the old stuff in and you know what happens when you do that well you disturb a whole heck of a lot of bug nests yeah. and then suddenly your nice pristine kitchen has bugs all over it and then similar to that we find out his life is the same way he has been sleeping in the basement of this house he's renovating not because he's working so hard on it but because he has nowhere else to go and the person he keeps talking to on the phone turns out to be his dentist. Not a girlfriend. Yeah. I thought it was his wife. I did exactly. too. I thought it was like girlfriend yeah. or or possibly wife. Yeah. I, oh, I love that, that so, so much. That, that, that is a, amazing. That is a fantastic pull the rug moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think that's sort of what it was doing. I love movies like this because it presents me with something that I can't quite figure out. But once I realized that it was all about facades, it was all about like plastering over a terrible situation and pretending it's it's amazing. Then, it you know, his life and the the building that is just basically infested, but he's just sealing everything up and trying to sell it off. And then he gets exactly the sort of people that deserves people who on the surface, this is exactly what he needs. It's a buyer. But no, it's not. It's just somebody who's going to squat in the house and never pay him a penny and tear the place up and all come tumbling down at the end. Yeah, there's, and he there's, goes native. <laughs> and then he goes feral, yeah. There, there, there are a lot of dueling deadly sins in, in this movie as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the third segment. And, you yeah, know, what would you say that one was, uh, Matt? Because... Uh, you, 
I'm still trying to figure the third one out a little bit. Out of the three, um, I like the third one the least. The first two are very close to me. I like the first one best, but it, the second one is very close to it. The third one I'm having a little bit of trouble with, and it's the only one to me that also felt a little too long. Just by like five minutes yeah, or so. Yeah, it was the longest one. Um, yeah. I didn't yeah. get to answer earlier, but the oh, third one was actually my favorite. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I saw the only it. One that has hope in it, I guess. Yeah, there is a sense of hope. Yeah. Uh, that's a little surface level, I think. The the message yeah. at the end, but I I think that that segment was about grief, uh, and specifically mm -hmm. the death of her parents. I would mm -hmm. agree with that, and her acceptance of it, and um, yeah. I, but I did say to Jenner, I said, you know, when they when the uh, the the shaman dude yeah. was all like, "Yeah, I'll help you fix your house," and she got all excited, and I was like. She destroyed it. Yeah, I, I said there is nothing worse than a little bit of hope. There is, I mean, seriously, there is nothing worse in this universe than a little bit of hope. Because, you know, it's it's better to just give up or to, you know, win. That that But that little... Mm, that the, story, the story as a whole has a very sort of purgatorial afterlife feel to it just in general. I mean, mm -hmm. starting with the, mm -hmm. with the setting. Which is yeah. a a a very evocative position in which to find oneself in the first place. You know, a house yeah. on an island in the middle of water, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nothing. So I will say the end made me wonder, though, because you know I felt like if it was grief and she was going to let go, maybe she wouldn't have sailed away with the house. Yeah, that's the thing that, I can't it felt like she out. was still clinging to that house. It was still her. That's lifeline. what I did not get about the ending of that, and that's why mm. I'm still thinking about it now. I don't uh, even yeah. know how they did it. I don't <laughs> yeah. even know how they did it. He was a very good carpenter. Yeah, he was. The, the shaman guy had done something to the house and put a lever mm. in, and that when she was ready, she would push it. And I imagined what it would do would, you know, collapse the house and reveal a boat. Yeah, that, but it didn't do that. It turned the house into the boat, so she was still stuck with this thing of rot. Mm. Yeah. And it's she's she's carrying all of her baggage with her. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess you know your your baggage does make you who you a are. A ton of very Barton Finky wallpaper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was so sad. If she kept trying to fix it, and it would just unroll because mm. you know the water in the paste was no good. Yeah, there was Slicky water. there was a yeah. lot of lot of uh, the joys of home ownership. In yeah, the last oh, you tell me about it. Tell me, yeah, yeah. as befits uh, as befits, well, a physical medium like uh, like stop motion to begin with. The second and third segments in this particularly had a very squicky tactile quality to them. Mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, I could see that. I also but, liked. I mean, did uh, you have any any closer analysis of the third one, Besner? Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I, I did. I, what did you say? I missed that. Me too. I'm sorry. You froze I'm up. Sorry. You froze up for I a second there. I was afraid of that. Um, yeah, y'all froze up for me too. Uh, I was wondering, Besner, if you had any closer analysis of that third one to sort of make sense of the situation. I like it as a sort of exploration of grief, um, and it's it's plainly sort of surrealist in its structure in the the. You know, she's trying to renovate a house that is three inches away from being flooded, which mm -hmm. is straight up insane. Um, 
so obviously very surrealist but again did you have any further insight into the ending that maybe we didn't think of i'm still kind of wrapping my head around it i'm not Mm -hmm. quite sure i i finished watching this about an hour before we had the show (laughs) Um, (laughs) and uh there are elements that i see but i haven't formed a full theory like the Mm -hmm. i see the i see the death of the parents i feel like that's what they're leading us to to think about with the picture of the parents mm-hmm. um and i think that the boats are representative of death and uh crossing the river sticks because uh, okay. i believe that she was in as a sort of purgatory purgatory yeah. mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. it's hard to say about that one because the ending's so weird and i really want to parse <laughs> it because it really does seem to say, "Oh wait, you can have your cake and eat it too. You don't yeah. need to. Yeah. You don't need to. Yeah. All you need to do is survive your trauma. You don't need to uh, figure <laughs> it out or go to therapy or anything. Just keep it with you forever and stop thinking about it. Yeah, or use it <laughs> as your, you know, way to get through. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it just. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. we all are. It's I think it's a real head shaker. And that's you know, why I like listening. That have any ideas? You know, email us at the email. <laughs> I, think, I think that's why I like the second one so much because I couldn't figure it out initially until this until the second viewing, and I've been thinking about that one the most. So, mm-hmm. Sim- similar approach. Yeah, I will. I mean, there give was a whole like watch. like relationships over um, over objects you know like you know um Mm -hmm. it's it's uh people are more important than things sort of message so i don't know i mean shamanistic Mm -hmm. guy really did come off as an absolute putz though yeah (laughs) just awful Uh, just awful and Uh, i knew not to trust him like don't trust him I, I find the cat breeds uh, or, or uh, fur types kind of interesting yeah. in, uh, in the fourth segment because, you know, trying to fix up the house is a very calico thing to do. Um, <laughs> and, and being kind of a douche is a very ginger cat sort of thing to do. <laughs> I love and to be was... sort of a lazy layabout is a real black cat thing to do, right, Mr. <laughs> Lucian? Yeah, if anybody watching the video, you know, yeah, Lucian's having a little nap on the back of my chair there. So. <laughs> He's not napping. He's holding on tight. He's holding on for dear life. Yes, you are, but you can do it. (laughs) So it it looks like this movie had three directors, but one writer uh, who did all three of the segments. Or was it two writers who worked together? I think it was just one writer. I think Uh, it was one writer is what I read. I was having a lot of trouble figuring out the credits, honestly. I don't watch the credits. Oh, well, it's one sque- it's one screenplay qu- uh, credit, well, but uh, yeah, that's true. It just large collection Netflix, large collection of story credits uh, for uh, each of the different segments, which mm. is kind of how you know this is actually an interesting segue. It kind of reminded me. I mean, that's how Black Mirror works. In, in the second segment, there's a part where <clears throat> the, the the contractor finishes the kitchen and does, and does a little dance, and mm-hmm. there's a little piece of music. That is the exact same music from the 15 million merits episode of Black Mirror. If you guys have seen that, where Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya oh. dances at the end, that's the exact. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen that. It's just with ages, ages. Yeah. Ago. So yeah. I'm wondering. I'm wondering, like, how much. I know that was produced before Netflix, but still, I'm wondering if that was 
a conscious decision to use that specific bit of music. Because I've never heard that music anywhere else. I'm going to go with even... probably. Yeah, because I don't even <laughs> know if that's... Catchy. I don't even know if that's, like, in a, uh, uh, a piece of music that was made separately outside of these, these films. But, um... And that that's a segment that's about, you know, like, sort of the end point of rampant consumerism. And this is how the rat is celebrating that he, quote-unquote, finished the house. So hmm. I thought that was a, an interesting little hmm. kind of reference. Made possible yeah. reference. The, uh, it, it's oh, it's ahead, a reference yeah. even if it doesn't know it is. I really liked the part where the uh, bugs sort of like danced on the ceiling and made a little Yeah, show. what was that? And he was just like, "What's going yeah, on?" I I I thought it was cool. I was like, "This." I wrote down, "This looks awesome." What is happening? I I guess I, they're celebrating that they're that they're they, they have uh, an owner that's gonna you know sort of let them free. I, um, I no, I kind of thought it was more like it was a dream sequence kind of thing where uh, the contractor was like, you know, like, oh my, uh, yeah, you know what? I have lost this battle. <laughs> I'm, That's what I'm, I thought of it. I'm a, I believe that uh, he had uh, gotten too much of that bug stuff in his face and he was hallucinating. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and, anyway, a slice of the, bu the bugs were doing the whole... a victory dance. Yeah. Well, I just thought that they had moved over from the apartment down the street. You know, Joe's apartment? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. No, I remember good. that movie. Yeah. yeah. I remember the I remember shorts, the short. too. I never actually watched the movie. <laughs> the movie wasn't as good as the shorts. Well, how could it be? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would probably like the second segment more, but bugs, I don't like bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I, and yeah. I, I liked it in spite of that. But yeah. again, I like that. Maybe why it came in second out of the three instead of first. Mm -hmm. And I, I find like... it interesting that uh, our protagonist uh, was uh, voiced by Jervis Cocker, who also ended up doing a mostly remarkable Leonard Cohen impression for the uh, for the music over the closing credits. <laughs> yeah, that was neat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to the point where for the too. for the first couple of bars there, I actually thought it was Leonard Cohen. Um, who is we, of course, who of course is the goat, but uh, we did yeah. not get a chance to watch the credits or even hear them because Netflix went away from the screen so quickly, and I hit the wrong button, which makes sure that you never see the credits and it restarts uh, the timeline once you've quit because they don't give a shit about crediting <laughs> these yeah. these people who work so hard on the movie. Oh, no, no, the, the wrong the it. wrong button will get you there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you that only was... have like 15 seconds to select the right button, or else yeah. you default to a trailer or something. At some, mm -hmm. I, I granted that we're pretty much using the apps on uh, uh, mostly on the Roku uh, device, but uh, I think I ended up tweaking my settings so that it doesn't give us a lot of the grief uh, or, or a lot of the you know, automatic uh, grief that uh, most people tend to associate with the Netflix interface. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of those things you have to manipulate mm -hmm. in the uh, uh, your individual profile settings. Do, do they really? Can you turn off the autoplay yep. at this point? They finally introduced that. Yeah, no, I actually wow. made a Facebook a Facebook post about it uh, at the beginning of uh, twenty twenty. I believe. Oh. Can't do it's anything about Prime though. Prime is going to shout Prime, at you no yeah, matter what. Yeah, yeah. No, Pr Prime yeah. is the big offender at this point, just because I forgot that most people didn't actually turn that off in their Netflix, and so they you know, still assume that it's unavoidable. <laughs> yeah, I did. I assumed yeah. it was unavoidable. Nope. Oh, that's frustrating. Um, going into uh, 
going into the credits, as you mentioned, I was startled that I didn't recognize any of these artists. Uh, the voice actors, yes, but not, not the actual animators or directors themselves. Um, and so I went digging a little bit, and I, I might have been reading it wrong, but it looked like these were mostly, um, as you put it, work-for-hire companies doing it. Uh, the, one, the one from the first segment, uh, Clockwork Frog, um, apparently did a movie called This Magnificent Cake, which was picked up mm, by G-Kids as a very similar style, and I don't know if I should be frightened of it or not. That's the thing about stop motion in general, is you never know when you're going into it, unless you've had a lot of warning or done a deep dive on the background of the thing, if it's, if it's going to be okay or if it's really, really not going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I... because, because, because it's simultaneously used for you know, family-friendly and children's fair and the creepiest stuff on the planet. <laughs> I definitely checked the parental warnings on IMDb before watching this, and I was like, mm. an F-bomb and, oh, intense scary scenes? That That's not, that's going to be fine. And then it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't check the Christian sites? Super <laughs> I think people like who like the Christian sites are the ones who keep the family stuff updated on IMDb because they, they have a lot of prudish stuff on there. A lot of weird <laughs> comments about all sorts of adult themes. Too much of the devil in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was great. Noise. That was a great one. <laughs> well, I, we haven't had a chance to do it in the past two episodes, but uh, Shane, do you have any uh, games for us to play? Uh, sure. Let me Ooh. dig one up real quick. I do. I only have some. I'm uh, terrible at these. I stink <laughs> at these. I'm so bad. All right. Well, so I think I did get the do, last one. Go ahead. I could do one of. Like, we could either do the review where I read part of the reviews. Or oh, th those are always fun. I'd never get those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is one. This is. From a this is a review a bad review from a movie that we've done. I will say this this is a movie that most of us quite like. Okay, let's see. Um, it's basically a pretentious try at being serious drama written by somebody who has the mentality of a teenager. Spare yourself a pain, and don't bother with this awful little movie. Um, the script could have been written by some 15-year-old stoner with a thirst for revenge porn, and the shots were badly orchestrated, making some of them inappropriately funny. Uh, the author of the script has serious problems with their notion of measure, human nature, love, or hate. I seriously regret the time spent on this movie. Pity for the cast. One star is only for the actresses. The rest I would like to forget. Oh, I like this one. This was absolutely the most stupid movie I've ever watched. I'd rather watch my own death. Velocipaster! <laughs> it's gotta be Velocipaster. No, it's not the no, Velocipaster. This is the movie that we like. Okay. Um, I, I like Velocipaster. Well, okay. This is the movie that we, we like. Uh, okay, no, never mind. That's a bad one. Unironically? Uh, unironically. <laughs> but we, I think we did like the Velocipaster unironically, so that's mm -hmm. not accurate. Yeah. Um, this was a mishmash of, hey kids, let's make a movie. It meandered at times it made no sense and led you in the wrong direction in a sophomoric, ridiculous way. It's not the power of the dog, is it? No. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I haven't seen that, so I'm only guessing. <laughs> so it's very actress forward. And this one sort of gives away the story, but not really. Um, we could use that at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so basically, they all end up sad losers stuck in a hell that one tried to save the the one that tried to save the other one created. Whoever is giving this tense has no critical thinking skills and could be entertained by any twisted smut. <laughs> oh, it's not no. the platform. <laughs> no, no, it's not no. the platform. No. Uh, um, that's all I have. This is a movie we did a while back. Yeah, so. I imagine. Well, there's still I'm, a block of the old episodes yeah, I, mean, I haven't we, listened to. Yeah, we have been doing this almost every week for over a year now, so... Oh, goodness. Yeah, wow. I think the biggest hints are... It is actress forward, and the ending is they, they all end up sad losers stuck in a hell. The one that tried to save the other created. Guessing it's is... not Steel Magnolias. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and, and it, it could have been written by a 15-year-old stoner with a thirst for revenge porn. See, the See, revenge, the revenge thing. porn is That's... the thing that I keyed on, and I'm not. I don't and, know. Think, I, everything and, I can think of is recent. At times, it made no sense and led you in the wrong direction in a sophomoric, ridiculous way. Sophomorish is what they wrote. Sophomorish. <laughs> well, you knew what they. I, I yield uh, on this one. Uh, I'm gonna need a hint. I'm getting nowhere. Uh, I'm trying to think of what hint to give you. Uh, I'd rather watch my own death. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to find out what it well, is. Okay, this is this is a Parasite? Netflix. This, this is a Netflix movie. Oh, um. Oh, 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 um. I think Jenner might have it. He just needs the title. Or, no. I, no, I don't know. Revenge no, it, porn it, Netflix movie. We didn't do Gunpowder Milkshake, so it's not that. Uh, I love it, that it, movie. It's, uh, <laughs> a, a very heavy element in the movie is music. Specifically musical performance. Oh, oh, uh, The Perfection. Yes. Oh, okay. okay, okay, okay. Wagner, have you seen that, that one? Episode yet. No, I haven't oh, even it's, heard the list. The episode I, I love that movie. I know you yeah. did, too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. It's actually yeah. really good. It's just so very Just don't me. go into it lightly. It is perverse. Do not yeah. watch the trailer. The trailer gives away way too much. Yeah. And no children anywhere well, forget near the trailer. Forget, forget you saw that it. you saw the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, ter- uh, terrific movie. But yeah, deeply messed up. It's been <laughs> it's been suggested to me on more than a few occasions. Oh no, yeah. I'm suggesting it for you. Just You'll not like with it, anybody, probably not with anybody else around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's probably gonna do it for us here on What's on the Pile. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at What's on the Pile. Uh, you can find us on YouTube under the Punch Bunny YouTube channel, or you can visit our website, What's on the Pile.com. Uh, thanks for hanging out.